What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Philly's Finest Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan D., and on today's episode, we'll take a look ahead at the NBA free agency period, which starts on July 1st. We'll go over the big names, and we'll go over the best of the rest, and I'll let you know who I think could be a perfect fit here in Philadelphia. Also, the NBA draft is this Thursday night, so we'll go over some last-minute NBA draft news and look at some things that could possibly happen. Alright guys, what will the 76ers do in Thursday's NBA Draft? There has been reports last week that the Philadelphia 76ers are interested in moving into the top five of Thursday night's draft. In order for that to happen, I think you have to pair pick number 10 and pick number 26 at a minimum. You probably are going to have to throw in maybe one or two of those four second round selections we have as well. But again... It's been reported by numerous outlets that the Sixers are definitely interested in moving into the top five. So with that being said, who are the guys that the Sixers are high on enough that they want to move up that high? And based off all the reports going around for two players that are kind of slipping to a certain degree, those would be Luka Donich and Michael Porter Jr. Now, I think both of those guys would be great fits here in Philadelphia for a lot of reasons, but if I had to guess which one, I would say it's Luka Donich. That guy is going to be a monster. He can shoot the ball. He can pass the ball. There's been questions about his defense and his speed on the next level. I, for one, am not too concerned about those. Um, Again, him and Michael Porter were supposed to be the consensus number one and two picks heading into this NBA draft, but for whatever reasons, they both have slid a little bit. Um, I think it's worth pointing out that Michael Porter Jr. slid mainly because of his injuries and the red flags that teams have about it. Um, Even last week, he had to cancel one of his workouts with the team due to his back. So if I'm Philadelphia, I'm probably going to stay away from that I don't know if I'm trading up to take a guy that has injury issues in his background. Um, That's just me personally. And I do think Luka Donich is the safer and better fit here in Philadelphia if they do indeed move up to number five. Um, But it's very important to note, I do expect the Sixers to do something draft night. And one of the main reasons is... They don't have enough room on their roster to take in six draft picks and add a quality free agent. Right now, they have 11 players under contract for next season, and that doesn't include 2017 second-round pick Jonah Bolden, who spent last season playing overseas. The stretch forward is expected to join the Sixers this upcoming season, so that would leave just three full-time roster spots in addition to a pair of two way contracts NBA teams are allotted. So expect interim general manager Brett Brown to be aggressive, be on the phone, looking to make a deal draft day. Um, Another scenario that's possibly been thrown out there would be calling San Antonio. As everyone's aware now, Kawhi Leonard wants out. Um, His preferred destination is the LA Lakers. Honestly, I don't think there's any way San Antonio trades Kawhi 
to a Western Conference team. It just doesn't make sense. Um, I've read reports online from people that are close to the San Antonio Spurs, and they've all reported the same thing, that they see a 0% chance San Antonio trades him to a Western Conference team. Um, and I think the Sixers are in play here as well. You could put pick 10, pick 26. There's been rumors of Markel Foltz, Dario Saric, Robert Covington, some kind of package deal like that, including the draft picks to offer to San Antonio, which I think is a pretty decent deal. Um, other than us, I think um, Boston probably has the ammunition needed to go out and pull a trigger on a deal like that. Um, they have quite a few first-round draft picks of their own. They've got young guys like Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, um, Marcus Morris was mentioned as well in a package deal. So expect those two to be big players. But again, Philly could make a call draft night, offer San Antonio some sort of package in order to acquire Kawhi Leonard. Um, Personally, for me, I'm not willing to give up that much. Um, I still think the jury's out on Markel Fultz, and he could be an absolute phenom in the NBA. Um, last season was very sketchy for him with the shoulder injury, everything else. He didn't see the floor a lot. By the time he did, he showed some pretty good flashes, though. And his last regular season game, he ended with a triple-double. Unfortunately, he didn't get to play in the playoffs. Um but again, he's still young. He's had this whole offseason to work. I'm eager to see what he can do before I'm willing to trade him. Uh, but if they do make a deal and they do include Markel, draft picks, whatever it may be, I need, absolutely need a guarantee that Kawhi signs a contract extension. As of right now, he's available to be a free agent at the end of next season. So I'm not mortgaging my whole, uh, I'm sorry, not my whole, but a decent chunk of this team's future to rent a guy for one season. I need Kawhi to sign an extension if I make that kind of deal. Um, so whether or not that happens, who knows, but it's certainly gonna make for a great draft. Um, I'm actually very excited. I think it's gonna be one of the better drafts that the NBA's had in years. And then as far as the excitement level goes, it's through the roof. There could be a lot of things happening draft night. And now we'll talk about free agency. And when you talk about free agency, you got to go right off the bat. LeBron James, best player in the NBA still, 33 years old, in his prime, just dominated the NBA playoffs unlike anything we've ever seen. Fell short once again, going up against Golden State. They got swept. You know, I'm not here to debate if that tarnishes his legacy, et cetera. You know, if he's better than Jordan, whatever, doesn't matter. LeBron James is the best player on the planet still, and he's still in his prime. So he's got plenty, at least probably three years left at playing at that level, I would think. So you have to do whatever it takes to get LeBron to come play in Philadelphia. If you add him to this team as constructed right now, they easily are favorites to come out of the East. And I think, you know, they have a legitimate shot at challenging Golden State for the title. You know, maybe not next season, but they're right there. You know, I think Philly has one of the recipes to beat Golden State with the size, 
the athleticism we have, Joel Embiid's ability to dominate in the post, you know, adding LeBron James to this mix with Markel, with Dario Saric, Robert Covington, Ben Simmons. I mean, it would be phenomenal. So if I'm the Sixers, I'm doing whatever it takes to offer him that max deal and get him here. Um, there's plenty of other places that LeBron has been rumored to want to go, whether it be L.A., whether it be Houston, because he's got a good relationship with Chris Paul, you know, whatever the case may be. I think the Sixers have a realistic shot at landing him. And, again, you could do whatever it takes to get the best player in the NBA to come here. You have the money. You have to move probably Jared Bayless. Very small things to – create the space needed to offer a max deal. So I think that should be their top priority, and it probably is. If that does not happen, the next best available free agent will be Paul George. And Paul George just came off probably his best season as playing off the ball. You know, he played with Russell Westbrook, who's a ball-dominant guard, and that made Paul George have to transition his game into playing off ball a lot. And he actually had a pretty phenomenal year for OKC last year, especially in the off-ball situations. Shooting the ball, we all know that Paul George is one of the better defenders in the league. Um, Again, I think he could be a phenomenal fit with the Sixers as well. He gives them that wing player that can shoot from anywhere on the court. He gives them a solid defender. And you pair that with what we have, once again, I think that takes this team to get ready to come out of the East and challenge for an NBA title. Um, so those are the top two guys that are available. Now, the rest of the guys that are available, I don't think warrant big contracts. Um, and what I mean by that is if I offer anybody else, not name LeBron James or Paul George, a contract with this team, it would be – probably similar to the contracts they offered J.J. Redick and Amir Johnson this past season. One-year deals, a decent chunk of change to tie up what they need to hit the cap mark. Um, But that's essentially what I would probably do and then hold out until 2019 when a guy like Kawhi could still technically be available via free agency or a guy like Klay Thompson could be available in 2019. Now, Obviously, there's been plenty of rumors out there that he's willing to take whatever pay cut to stay. But I, for one, think if that team wins another ring, this will be his one chance to go out and get his big payday. And again, you put a top shooter in the NBA, great defender, and Klay Thompson on a Philadelphia team, they got a chance to win a title. So if I have to take... Anything of what's left that, again, is not named LeBron James or Paul George, I'll give you three guys right now I think could be a great fit for the Sixers. And number one would be Aaron Gordon from Orlando. Now, Aaron Gordon has all the athleticism in the world. The guy is a freak athlete, can jump through the roof. Um, His defense is a little shaky at times, but he makes – Good plays on the ball. He can create plenty of mismatches. You know, he's got good hands, can create some steals. Again, with that athleticism, he's a pretty decent shot blocker, good rebounder. 
just put up his best points per game average last season in Orlando, just under 18 points per game. His three-point shooting got, you know, head and shoulders better than it's been. He didn't really have the range on his jump shot when he came into the NBA. He just played off his athleticism. But the last two years, he's really taken strides in that department of his game and has developed a pretty consistent jump shot. Um, so that's one guy I think could slide in and play very well for Philadelphia right off the bat. Um, other than that, there's someone that's pretty much the same type of pedigree, and that would be Zach Levine, a monster, freak, athletic player. Same thing, can jump through the roof, solid defender, pretty decent jump shooter, and the only problem with Zach is the knee. You know, is his knee good? He had surgery. It's limited him for the last two seasons. But when healthy, this kid is one of the upcoming players in the NBA. Upcoming wings, upcoming guards. You know, he can play the small forward position a little bit as well, a little bit of point guard. And, again, athletic, great fit for Philadelphia. You know, Boston had the more athletic wings and that was one of the weaknesses that we struggled with when we played them in the playoffs this past season. They were more athletic on the wing. So the Sixers need to add some kind of guys on the perimeter that can play with that type of athleticism. And a guy like Zach Levine and a guy like Aaron Gordon could fit into that pedigree very well. Um, one more guy I think would be worth taking a look at would be Will Barton from Denver. Uh, he was a journeyman his first couple years in the NBA, but the last three seasons, I'm sorry, the last four seasons he spent in Denver, he's increased his game every single season. Um, and even as of last season, which was his best in the NBA so far, um, he averaged just about, let's see here, he averaged 17.3 points per game. For the four seasons he spent in Denver. All right. He averages four assists, a little over one steal a game, almost six and a half rebounds, very good, solid free throw shooter, pretty decent three point shooter, and he's taken strides. He's improved his field goal percentage each of the last three seasons, as well as his three point percentage. So. Again, that's a guy that can score the basketball, that can shoot the basketball. He's a 6'6 guard, so he gives you the length that you want. He can rebound the basketball. He's a good defender. He can pass the ball pretty well, so I think he could fit in here pretty decent too. Um, There's certainly a lot of things that could happen over the next week here with the NBA draft and upcoming in the free free agency period. So... I, for one, have never been more excited for a Sixers offseason, and I can't wait to see what they do. Hopefully we get LeBron. Hopefully we get Paul George. Maybe they pull the trigger, make a trade for Kawhi. Maybe they move up in the top five and, you know, take another top talent like Luka Donich, Michael Porter Jr., to add with Joel Embiid, Markel Fultz, Dario Sarch, and Ben Simmons. Either way, our future is set up very well and I think we're knocking on the door of contending for a championship and coming out of the east so the next step 
is the NBA draft and free agency. Um, join us next time when we will go over the NBA draft, who the Sixers selected, if they made any deals, whatever else, we'll cover it. And thanks for being with us, guys. We'll see you next time. We'll be right back. 